Welcome to the Union Weekly Insider. I'm Allison Meyer, and this is the official podcast for the Union Weekly out of Cal State Long Beach. I'm going to take you behind the scenes and show you what it takes to put together a weekly publication. Profanity. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? The answer really depends on who you ask. It's arguably something of a gray area. On this podcast, our general rule of thumb is don't use profanity if it makes someone look bad. However, last episode, we approached something of a gray area. The question was, do we or don't we let the F-bomb drop? Before any decision could be made, first, I had to check with my immediate superior, editor-in-chief, Alex Ramos, who then brought the issue up to ASI media coordinator, Danny Lemos. According to Alex, it's Danny's job to advise student media in cases like these and hopefully keep us out of trouble. Technically, Danny can't tell us what to do. He can only make recommendations. And if we ever do anything really bad, then we have to go talk to the media board, but that's up to the media board to decide if it's really bad or not. Mm. Danny's just, Danny's here to advise us and that places some limits on what he can and can't tell us what to do, especially because we want to be able to publish the stuff we want to publish without feeling like we're being constrained. And sometimes that causes friction between us and Danny and us and the media board. In response to our inquiry, essentially Danny told us he wouldn't recommend us leaving in the profanity, but that it was up to us to make the final decision. If you listened to the last episode, then you will already know that we indeed let the F word fly. Michael Frike, chief executive producer of College Beat, brought up that profanity has also become an issue due to an ongoing series of YouTube videos that College Beat produces. If you go to our YouTube page right now, there's 15 videos up online called Round Trip, insert number of episode it is. In each of those episodes, we've cursed almost, actually completely unabashedly, cursed almost just because we could, just for fun sometimes. And the, when the second episode came out, which was January what, 20, 24th, 25th, 26th, um, Danny called me in his office and he was like, hey, so I watched the, fir- the second uh, round trip and I'm about to watch the first one. Uh, it was great. It's great content. I think it's some of the greatest stuff you guys have ever made. It's the most accessible content. It's really fun. It's fun to watch. It's easy to make. It's great. It's great. But you um, use uh, a curse word. You guys use curse words actually quite a bit. Um, and that's just something that College Beat has never done. You know, our audience doesn't know us like that. Um, and I'm just letting you know that that's something that you guys are making a conscious decision for. It's up to you. You can do that. Um, but yeah, go for it. Uh, so... I went back to my staff and I was like, staff, would you guys like to curse? And they were like, yes, we'd at least like the power to curse. We don't want to curse every, every frame of every video, but you know, having the power to curse is an opportunity that we would like, hence the first amendment. That's the footnote. Like at the end of my, every one of my sentences, you might as well just put me saying the first amendment because that's what our whole platform is based in. And then, what, like, February, whenever, middle of February, we put out the first sketch of the semester, which has, it's called Sick Bird. It's about a kid who's walking around campus. It's got bird on his backpack. He doesn't know. So he walks around, and people are like, dope bird. Sick bird, dog. And he's like, 
what are you guys talking about? And then he finds out there's a bird on his backpack, and he's deathly afraid of birds, so he murders that bird. Um, and at the very end, after he's done stomping it into the ground, uh, he walks away and says, I fucking hate birds. So, him saying, I fucking hate birds, and the place where we showed the most amount of people was at our third College Beat meeting. We, sh we, sh we usually show off the stuff that has been put out on our YouTube channel in the previous week. And Sick Bird was one of them, because it had come out. And Danny was in the room, and he heard it, and he was like, Oh, that's, that's, that's a curse word. So then the next day, he like wanted to talk to me again about cursing, and he gave me a bit of a different uh, reasoning for why he didn't want expletives and that type of stuff. And he was saying, like, you're not in trouble yet. Nobody's come to me and said, why are you cursing in college me stuff? He's just, he was thinking of it preemptively and saying, like, I'm not sure, you know, ASI student media, it's kind of a representation of the community on campus. And if we're cursing, people are going to think the campus is a community that allows this type of unprofessionalism. And he was just seeing it as like, cursing doesn't necessarily lend itself to professionalism. And so he was saying, just as a safeguard, I think you guys might want to not do that. I, I was kind of shocked that he brought it back up because I didn't know... I thought we were still fine with what he had said earlier. You know, it, it, the way I describe it now is like it's like he changed completely his converse, what the conversation was about. Before it was college bees never done this. You're kind of, you know, sh shrinking your audience because some people like kids can't watch it now. That type of stuff. But then he made it about something that he had never brought up before. So it was just weird communication. Like I'm not sure where that's coming from, and I don't. Yeah. The whole ordeal got me thinking. As student media, where do we draw the line on the profane? The Union Weekly itself has quite the colorful history of using profanity within the paper. The Union Weekly loves profanity. We, we thrive on it. Our best, Quote air quotes, our best stuff has profanity in it. And then our worst stuff isn't necessarily with profanity. Our worst stuff is usually just been offensive without really using profanity. So. I think that's why we're okay with profanity because we, I'm saying we like college students, young people, we don't see profanity as strictly offensive. We see other things as offensive. Um, now I won't get into that because I don't want to single anyone out, but yeah. Managing editor Bailey Mount has a different perspective on the Union Weekly's past relationship with profanity. It's taking everything in me not to answer each question with profanity. Um... It's really been largely dependent on the EIC because, you know, we started off as an alternative paper. And um, there's a lot more room for satire and funny pieces, and no one really took us seriously, which I think is a damn shame. But um, eventually it got to the point when I was, when I came here my first year, there was still a lot of swearing, just like in the regular body of the newspaper, which kind of put me off. So I didn't do that in my articles because I didn't see the point. But the Grunion's always been, that's, that's it. That's our secret back alley where we just let the F words fly. Things have definitely changed since Bailey first arrived on the Union Weekly scene. According to Alex, profanity is allowed within certain parameters. The policy on profanity is if it fits and it isn't taking it too far, and we usually let it stay. And that's just because 
again, as college students, we use profanity all the time. So we don't want to limit ourselves and limit our writers if they feel the need to use profanity. Like if they're writing about something that just really gets them going, really has them riled up, then sure, you know, use profanity. Profanity is like your emotions, but in words, your frustrations. For College Beat, the policy on profanity is always in flux. So there's the whole basis that underlines like our entire company is like the First Amendment, or at least our section of the company, the First Amendment. You know, we're, we're covered by the First Amendment and we're allowed to say the things we want to say. Um, in terms of obscenities, the reason we had steered away from them in the past is for a multitude of reasons. For example, we used to put our stuff on Padnet TV, which was a local cable access channel where you could watch, you know, we, you could get your stuff on TV. And that specific, gui the guidelines didn't allow us to curse, use expletives and whatnot. And after, and also, um, certain uh, awards don't offer awards to, college awards to things like content that has cursing in it. Some do, some don't. But we were just doing it safer because we didn't really feel like you know we were gearing up for content that was like that but now it's kind of turned into a situation where you know we see 22 west on the horizon we see what type of content we want to make for that and we see ourselves making content that us ourselves would watch which happens to include the vernacular of youngsters today KPH Radio works under a different set of policies because, well, it's radio. It's regulated by the Federal Communication Commission. According to its government website, the FCC is, and I quote, an independent U.S. government agency overseen by Congress. The commission is the United States' primary authority for communications laws, regulation, and technological innovation. Basically, they make sure nothing profane or obscene gets broadcast over radio. I'll let KBH General Manager Fernando Avila explain. In its larger context, um, with FCC protocol, um, there's a lot of things you can't say based on community standards. Um, that was really sort of challenged with uh, George Carlin and his seven dirty words, um, which I will not repeat. Mm -hmm. um, but some of them are kind of uh, understandable and how they they um, resonate with the community uh, but then there's other words like um, so the word bitch mm -hmm. um, in the last few years you can argue that community standards have kind of dropped and everybody is now like a heathen and all this other stuff but because previously you couldn't say bitch on television on radio but now it's just like any other word because community standards have, in a sense, dropped. At least in the alley market, it has. There are, however, still ways to get the occasional cuss word on radio waves. Uh, within K-Beach, because we're internet-based, um, but also an FCC learning lab, uh, throughout the day, um, which we have deemed, um, it's like from 8 a.m. to 9.59 p.m., Mm -hmm. um, those are our clean hours in which no profanity is allowed, but anytime after 10 till um, roughly 7 o'clock, we call it safe harbor, and you can curse within those hours. Fernando was also kind enough to enlighten me on why FCC regulation does not extend to podcasts such as this one. So uh, FCC is what they take care of is they take care of broadcast media, mm -hmm. so they're controlling anything that goes 
uh, through a publication on TV or over the radio. And typically, um, you don't necessarily podcast over radio, um, Mm -hmm. and that isn't accessible in its form. Um, There are some channels that do challenge it. So FCC hard um, pertains more to like public and local channels. So like Channel 2, Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS, those type stations where you can get pretty much anywhere and they come with your basic television Mm -hmm. set. Um, But it's a little bit different when you start to get into the realm of like internet radio or uh, satellite TV, but because those are options that you're paying for. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, you should know what you're buying. Now, with the three branches of student media coming under a single flag, I wanted to know if there would be changes in how the Union Weekly allows profanity within its content. Alex believes that, for the most part, profanity will remain in the pages of our beloved weekly paper. I think that's going to be up for debate a lot. I think some people upstairs are going to want us to tone it down a lot. They want turn to us to be like a clean start. And I think for us, we don't want to really change anything. We want to keep going the way we've been going. We want to keep... We want to keep publishing things the way we've been publishing them now. For us, 22 West is not really a change in the whole company. It's just a change in the name. At the core, it's still going to be Union Weekly, K Beach, and College Beat. And sometimes we drop an F-bomb. Sometimes we use really eloquent speech. You know, it depends on the situation. Thank you for listening to the Union Weekly Insider. To listen to more episodes, check us out on iTunes or any of your favorite podcast apps. New episodes of this podcast drop every Wednesday during the semester. Our multimedia manager is Allison Mayer. Special thanks to our multimedia assistant, Brittany Weller, that's me, for additional editing and recording. The music in this episode is from the YouTube Audio Library. You can find issues of the Long Beach Union Weekly online at lbunion.com and on Medium. Go to medium.com and search Long Beach Union Weekly. Please follow us on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Union Weekly.